And we're back, folks. Welcome back to Silver Lining Podcast with Georgie Boy on this late evening, early morning hour, wherever you are on the planet. <clears throat> so let's get down to talking. So uh, definitely I've posted off uh, a post on Telegram for our viewers. Uh, there was a couple questions on there. So before we get really into anything talking-wise, let's go ahead and answer our listeners' uh comments those were right here awesome so starting off from the top mr d baldwin thank you for presenting this question if we feel our souls are beyond politics and media crazy how can we contribute to our society i happen to live now in a community where people wear masks while driving in their car and on their bike i feel like our society will be reborn so don't feel a tug to get involved Aside from shining my light when I go out, what else can I do here in this timeline? And that's a, it's a pretty awesome question, actually, because a lot of people are in that same boat. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people are, you know, they're still observing. You know, everyone else in their life, making their choices, still doing the same thing. And they're not changing and doing a lot of different things. So why really should I? Why should I be different or you know, really make much of an effort or change? Is it really going to solve anything? Is it going to change anything, you know, other than myself? You know, one would say that would be enough. That should be enough as if you can cause the change for yourself, you know, but yet we're paused, you know, because if the things we do, the changes that we make, if they don't, if they don't affect everything outside of ourselves, they don't affect other people, or the people we want to be changed in that, you know, in that experience, then it's not worth it to us. So you can almost see that we have the perspective, we have the foresight to see the bigger picture, to be, to care, you know, about everyone and everything around us. Yet, when it comes up about to that point, like it's, we only get there when we're experiencing the loss. Then during the loss, we can see the bigger picture of everything and all things. You know, how it's affecting us and taking, you know, our experience we're you know, suffering through. But yet when we're thirsty and hungry and we're not, you know, we're not yearning after something. It's like those things aren't, you know, you see the picture is different. You know, when you're focused and you're attached to something, it's like that's all you can ever see is all you can ever focus on. Yet when you are on the flip side and you have already lost something, you are experiencing the depravity or the desperation of it, it's like almost you can have a, you, it's easier for you to have a bigger picture perspective. It's like you're in the lower looking up, trying to have the best, you know, capability you can of having the most hope, looking at the bigger picture, trying to see beyond. And you actually can for moments, you know, when you're in the lower, but it's like when, when people feel they're on top, or they're getting it, or they're succeeding, and they're going to make it, it's like it's harder for them to keep their eyes on the bigger picture, so to speak, I don't know. Anyways, back to that question, you know, about what you can do, you know, definitely most of the ascension process is going to be with us. It's going to start with you. It's going to start with your choices, how you feel, your thoughts, your behavior patterns, your reactions, your responses, getting everything under wraps, like transforming yourself, you know, rewriting evolving, you know, expanding who you are, 
more, becoming more of a greater, grander version of who you are already, you know, a stronger version of that. And I feel that's a, a first step to your question that you were asking, Mr. Baldwin. Um, and then also with um, how do we contribute to the society? And this is a big question because in a lot of ways you do have to not really think out of the box. You just have to be big picture orientated. You know, be a visionary. Be able to envision a reality and a life that necessarily is not here yet. We're not there yet. We haven't quite gotten that far on the the ladder, so to speak, but we're getting there. You know, it is our intention, it's our goal, it's our destination of where we are headed to 5D, love everywhere, presence, a whole new earth based out of love and growth and well-being and nourishment and support for all sentient life on this planet is where we're headed. <clears throat> However, on that point, you know, it's like, what can we do for society? Society obviously is not there. Human society is still obviously struggling you know, humanity is still falling in the depths of a lot of different things until we can figure that part out for ourselves, heal, go into disclosure, be able to be transparent and real with ourselves and, and look at ourselves as a humanity and like and see what we've done to this planet, what we're doing to ourselves, what we're doing to each other. You know, it takes a, a large amount of responsibility and accountability on that part too. You know, but then also you know, this is you know, this is where you and I, this is where all of us come in and we play a big part, is we are the visionaries. We are the ones that even though humanity obviously is not there yet and they can't see it, they can't touch it, they don't quite understand you know, that way of life yet. They don't understand the meaning or the purpose for it. They haven't accepted that even for themselves. It's hard. You know, um, sorry, I'm smoking my cigarette. <laughs> And then, and then also, so when you get to this point, it's like, if humanity can't see it, then how, how is a, how is an entire human race, how how is a whole population going to make a jump to somewhere where they've never been before? If everyone can only see or experience where they are, no one can see beyond that. No one can step out of that box and and dare to dream, envision bigger concepts, higher realities, higher enthusiastic outcomes, and realities people can thrive and be happy and, and just have grand lives and experiences in. You know, why is that not a priority at this point? Because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take people that, you know, even though we're not there, even though we haven't seen the light yet, even though we haven't broken through the wall yet, we still need people that are able to see that. People who can say the words we don't have yet, you know, can see the things we don't have the eyes to see yet, can help lead us and guide us down the path we haven't really felt through yet. You know, we haven't figured it out yet. <clears throat> we need people like that. You know, so that's a big part of what you can do for your society is just you being the visionary. You know, you being able to hold the higher timeline you know, where we're all making it to, the higher perspective, the higher truth, the higher ideas that humanity is struggling now within themselves to accept. At some point, humanity is going to get it. They're going to grasp it. You know, and we need people like us who can hold space. We can hold that. 
space for everyone and we can hold that truth we can share it with whoever will listen whoever is ready to listen um, to step up and expand and evolve to heal themselves and wake up fully and to help others wake up you know it's you know it's a big honor you know and i feel a lot of times people don't really want anything to do with the truth or you know the actual um awareness unless it brings something to them or unless it gets some immediate gratification instant gratification instant convenience or attention you know <clears throat> and a lot of times the true master the true mastership that goes into you becoming a, a master of energy is is you also learning patience learning you know tactfulness you know learning divine timing you know learning when is the right highest moment to express something to share something to act on something to respond to something you know everything has a divine timing and of course everything is syncing up with that we have to move and flow with each other and universe if we're pushing back and forth between mm -hmm. each other if we're fighting with each other then we're just causing a mass amount of confusion and no one's really getting anywhere no one is understanding anything and everyone's pretty much spending most of the time in fight or flight mode trying to get away from each other or trying to be the last person with the last word you know um we've all been there no pointing fingers no blame we're all accountable we've all been there And so then also, there's another part to the question. Um, you know, I happen to live now in a community where people wear masks while driving a car and on their bike. I feel like our society will be reborn, so I don't feel a tug to get involved, aside from shining my light when I go out. You know, and, and I mean, obviously, yes. Okay, I'm, gr I'm happy to see that you're observant and, you know, that you're, you're, obviously like looking at what your surroundings is doing what's what they're going through however don't attach to it you know see everything i share this a couple times on my on the live streams you know like see everything as a movie you know when you go to a movie when you go to a play you know you don't really you know sit there the whole time and talk through the movie you know because people throw popcorn at you you know they tell you to shut up or get out or something like that you know it's like when you go to a movie it's like you pretty much go with this pre-intention that whatever it is that the movie is going to show you whatever happens in the movie you're gonna accept it right and so it's like you you don't go into a movie and then sit down and as soon as the movie starts playing you know, you all of a sudden just start, you know, jumping up and down during the movie, objecting, throwing your hands around, saying, wait a minute, this scene is wrong, this scene's out of order, I don't like this, rewind, pause, skip ahead. You know, we don't we do not do that in a movie. You go to a movie and you sit down, you, you embrace, you accept and allow whatever comes to pass to happen, you know, because... There's somewhere within you in your conscious perception, there's an understanding to you that this is all play. It's all show and that it has to play out and that you know, you have to arrive to the ending. And this is kind of the same context that you would look at this in the same way, you know, where it's all a show. It's a play. And you can't get swept up into the play. You can't get swept up into the show too much because 
you know, that's where you start, you know, stepping on the toes of the director. You start getting in the way of the, the, the everyone's roles and participation, what's supposed to be happening, what's going on. And you see, it causes a, a whole mess of confusion in a lot of ways. And so if you treat everything like a movie, like a show, everything is just simply as it is. Everything has a role, a purpose, you know, and everyone is participating. Then it's easier for you to go through your experiences too, in a lot of ways, and just be more non-attached, right? Because if it's going to, like like in a movie, if it's going to play through, if it's going to get through the ending, it's going to do it anyways, whether you have an objection to it or not. You know, it's it's part of the show. It's part of its purpose is to, you know, bring you on a journey, there's a climax, there's a purpose to the story, there's a plot, you know, there's main characters. Everything is a lot similar to real life, you know? And yet, when it comes to our life, we can't seem to sit down and shut up. We can't seem to sit down and be grateful and just watch our life play out in front of us and just experience our life. We always have something to say. We always have something to say about our life. You know, you, can you imagine how annoyed God is at this point? It's like, hey, like every five seconds we have our hands up in the air. Like, hey, God, I have I have an objection. Um, I have something to say. I have I have a suggestion. <laughs> you know, it's like trying to like uh, God's like, oh, yeah, sure. OK, here we go again. Let's hear it. You know, what, what do you got this time? You know, hopefully it's better than the last one. It's like this, it's a comedy. It really is a comedy, so much so. You know, but that's a, just getting back to the fact that, you know, obviously the world society is going through it. We got masks on, people are still in fear and panic, paranoia, all kinds of things. We can't get attached, can't get pulled and, you know, sidetracking dysfunction, confusion, you know, because then that just, you know, makes our living hell the same as theirs you know we are evolving we're growing out of that so you know it's one thing to be aware of the dysfunction it's one thing to be aware of the nightmare that everyone is stuck in it's entirely a different thing to feed into it to be a part of it to to you know participate in it very different thing you know you can be very aware and observant you know of others that are in that experience and you just choose not to or you can choose to, you know, be some kind of participant in that experience, feed it, allow it, be pulled and sucked into it by other people that are in that experience. You choose, you know, but ultimately at the end of the day, you have empowerment and you have the power to choose your experience for yourself. Um, and then also, you know, like, I feel like society will be reborn and that's that's exactly what's happening it is being reborn, but it's being reborn through conscious choice you know we are going to get to 5d we are going to evolve and we are going to ascend not by just chance and not by just a certain amount of nature changing and then we hit a an inertia point and we just automatically zap there no this jump this expansion and, and evolution is going to take place on so many levels but it's going to happen at humanity's choice you know so you know, us choosing to sit back and wait it off because we think the world's going to be reborn anyway. You know, if that's just, 
it's going to happen anyway. Why do I need to get all excited? Why do I need to do all this? It's because you are ensuring that it's faster acceleration. Every single person that gets on board, every single person that wakes up, that makes a choice, that pushes this ascension forward, that chooses to you know, step into full disclosure, speak out, and, and be you know, who they truly are, every single person that does that, you know, that is changing the world. You are someone out of the billions and billions of people, you are one person that is choosing truth and light above all. One person standing in their full true divinity and full embodiment of their higher self is more powerful than thousands and thousands of people combined together. That's how powerful you can be in light and energy. You know, if you choose love, if you choose light, if you choose your heart, if you choose to be centered and you know stable within yourself, you can anchor so much light in, it'll be a powerhouse. Enough energy and light that could sustain thousands and thousands of people on this planet. Where everyone's trying to run around worrying about one individual self. If that one individual self is actually good enough. Am I good enough? Am I enough? Can I do it? Yet never even conceiving the fact. That if they just trust themselves. Not only would they be not only enough for themselves. They would be enough for thousands and thousands of other people. At that same time they would be enough. For everyone. That's powerful. It changes everything. You know? We just have to really reheart ourselves how magical and amazing we truly are. Um, so, yeah. Moving forward. So, there was another question um, from Casada. Question one. If humans are used as food, energy, why do they want to kill humans so bad by poisoning our earth, soil, food, water, and now our bodies? I mean, it's that question, I feel I can answer that pretty simply is, I mean, one, you know, if, if they're trying to make us their food source, and obviously they don't really have much use for all the other resources on the planet, so they don't care for it, but if they can poison the other resources on the planet, our way of life, our way of sustenance and well-being, then ultimately it achieves their goal, because their goal is to dismantle the human being our structure our dna to you know basically make us infertile and kill us off in a lot of different ways so we are more of a controlled population like cattle they can breed us and mingle us whenever they feel like it or but they can also control our numbers and make most of us infertile to where we can't actually reproduce on our own without outside enforcement or control you know so in a lot of ways they make by killing off everything around us and destroying the earth, the soil, the water, everything like that, then they control the sources that are pure still. And it makes them more in, in power in a lot of ways, you know. And that's also their goal. Make us cattle, make us st livestock, and they can control our numbers, our population, uh, you know, our offspring, everything. Uh, and everything is going through, you know, of course... You know, if we're all infertile, we need to have children. Of course, we have to go to them. And, of course, then everything will be through their testing. So whatever children we do have at that point will be through their testing, their labs, you know, whatever they do to children in their labs, stuff like that. It's all this massive agenda 
to close off every single outlet humanity has of free will and choice and to completely control the human experience. You know, that's pretty much what they're after is free will at, at, at its best. Um, question two, as creators, why would humans even create this monstrous scenario that is playing out now? Well, definitely answer that one question as creators. Humans, um, this experience that we're in right now, this is known and um, I would say referred to as the human experiment, you know. And so the human experiment has always and, and you know, forever will be until further notice by creation. Um, the human experiment has always been an experiment, meaning that there was you no know, don't really know what's going to happen down here everything is completely you know present moment and it hasn't happened before none of this where we're at right now this experience has ever happened before and so that changes a lot of things in where you know well we've gone through ascension cycles before yes we've gone through evolutions before yes transformations yes however in this human experience as a human being, we have never been this far in evolution. Human beings have never been this far advanced at this point. Um, and so this evolutionary change and mutation we're going through is for the, it's the first time in creation ever. So they don't know what's going to happen, only that this is everything that we have been waiting for for a very long time. Um, you know, and so... This experience we're in, you know, this human experience, experience and experiment, <laughs> um, you know, definitely coincides with a with a larger mission too that's also been going on for billions of years. I'm talking about 19 billion years. A single particular mission has been going on within creation, um, and that also has to do with the Earth and humanity um, being the la the last marker in that destination for mission um into basically uh what would we call it we'll call it a galactic a galactic cleanup took place across creation 19 billion years ago and over those 19 billion years we have been incarnating across different planets and star systems uh, evolving planets and different uh, sentient life forms and basically purging these star systems and universes of darkness and density and pushing this to one place in creation. This would be called Earth. Earth is the last place in all of creation out of all the multi-universes that has density, which has darkness. You know, we are the last place in creation the only place in creation that has ego. Which is quite fascinating. It's actually quite fascinating because, <clears throat> you know, with this, a lot of people are always attached and looking outside our atmosphere. And they're wondering, like, if we still have battles and things like that. We don't. We don't have battles or anything. We don't have, you know, massive starship wars going on outside our atmosphere. And, it, like, all that stuff's already been dealt with. It's already been gone and, and take over with, you know. Um, 
the rest of creation is in alignment with with source. It's in alignment with the flow and the divine laws of creation. We are the only entities in creation itself, souls and physical bodies that are operating currently outside of divine law and universal flow. We're the only ones. Everyone else in creation is perfectly within flow and alignment. <clears throat> so, you know, definitely we, I wouldn't say humanity created this mess. The ego definitely created it. Um, you know, but definitely our, I guess if you want to go that far, our past incarnations definitely, um, definitely had every bit to do with what we are living through right now, which is why, um, you know, a lot of people get off to history and, and different great beings who came before, but you definitely get a trip off the finding out that the same people that you read about in all these history books and all these great people that accomplish things in the world. You know, if you've been here for thousands and thousands and thousands of years and you've only been in this lifetime for a short number of years, where have you been the entire time? Where were you 200, 300, 400 years ago? You know, it's a big question because you were here. So where were you? Wait, could it possibly mean that you could possibly have been anyone, if not most of these other people? That you constantly fantasize about. All the time. All these different explorers. These different doctors. These different scientists. And brilliant artists. And brilliant thinkers. What if you were these people? Huh. That would flip your whole world upside down. If the same people you study. The same people you are so infatuated with. What if you found out at some point that that was actually you? Literally, that was you. 60 years ago, that was you. That was literally your life. You were that person. Not saying that you had a similar life. Not saying that you have similar personalities. I'm saying you literally were that person 60 years ago. That name, that life, in those shoes, that was you, that person. If you took a picture 60 years ago, that's what you would look like because that's you. There's no difference. And some people are like, oh, no, that's impossible. I might look like them, but no, it's serious. Reincarnation is so real, it's, it's every bit real. And we have been reincarnating on this planet for so long that we have forgotten who we have already been. Don't you get it yet? We are amazing amazing stardust moving across this this planet in so many different ways um so the answer to your question actually you know like basically it wasn't intentional you know this scenario this experience we're living in as humanity it's definitely something we stepped into incarnated further to help dissolve and transform but it's something that needed to take place so we could actually go through this experience and heal, you know, not only ourselves but this planet. Definitely this planet as well. Um, let's see. Question three. Demons walk among us. How do you recognize them? Um, the mass people? Question mark. No. Demons are gone. 
Um, this might come to a shock as a shocker to some of you. Uh, demons have all been eradicated from the planet. I don't care what religion you have. I don't care what spiritual beliefs you have. <laughs> uh, this is, and I mean, the truth can either trigger you, it can piss you off, or it can help free you and relieve you of stress that you don't need anymore. Um, but that's the simple truth. Demons, um, all, all that type of stuff, uh, they're all gone. In the last couple of years, with the consciousness shift on the planet and the energetic vibration upshifting on the planet, raising higher and higher, it has changed the atmosphere on the planet to where certain life forms can no longer exist on these dimensional planes. Whether you could see them or not before doesn't matter. It's like, like a fish tank. You can only put so much in the fish tank before it starts overflowing, before the fish tank is too full, before you just, you're crowding the fish, right? So this is what is taking place is we have shifted and this planet has taken you know, quite an uptick in energy. It's, she's expanding and evolving, Mother Gaia is. So this is changing the atmosphere on the planet and what is capable of happening within that atmosphere meaning where we are existing at it's kind of like the waters around you changing temperature you know so a lot of things are either capable of still living in that temperature of water around you or other things die off because they can no longer handle or sustain themselves in that kind of temperature same thing with energy the vibration the energy on the planet has changed so much and has risen so much in a higher vibrational way that the lower vibrational entities cannot sustain themselves on this this planet anymore. Cannot exist in our atmosphere, cannot exist on... And for the most part, they were just existing off of sucking off of us as batteries. You know, but even now at this point, it's, it's impossible. They can't be here. And so they were also galactically quarantined and evacuated off the planet not too long ago as well. So as it states at this point, there are no, long, you know, no any other entities on this you know, physical planet that are malicious uh, or malevolent in any way. There's no entities on this planet other than human beings and their egos. <laughs> we are the only things on this planet right now to really worry about or to contend with figure out to fix and to solve <laughs> no other demons they're all gone <clears throat> thank you angels all right moving forward 203 203 in the morning thank you angels so here we go we got um <laughs> are we there yet no not there yet um question four from Real Patriot, there's so much to learn and see. And since our personal bandwidth limited, do you have a top three things that you would recommend that we do in order to meet ascension goals? Thank you. Top three, top three things. Okay, let's go into top three things. Um, yeah, I guess if we if we had to put things in top three, I would. Yeah, number one, love. And when I so when I say these top three things, they're not just simple 
one worded text things where you just like like love okay love no what is love you know everything i'm going to share within these top three they're meant to be elaborated go deeper in depth with them and and feel into each one of them because it's going to be a lot for you to understand and really integrate with that you know but what is love what are the different forms of love to you you know how do you express love how do you show love how do you give love to yourself how are you loving other human beings are you teaching others a better form of love are you expressing are you growing what your form of love is are you maturing in your form of love you see you can say love but love is multidimensional you know so can you go further than that what is love to you and you know top three number one would be love and for you to know what love is to you for you to be a master of love for you to be a servant of love and for you to do that, you have to really know what love is, who love is, and how to share and give that to other people, including especially yourself, and be a master in doing so. Any situation, any scenario, you are a servant and a master of love. Meaning you, at any moment, you can respond in love, for love, with love. And it's enough. It's always going to be enough. Right? So number one love number two what would we say number two is angels consistency number two is consistency absolutely anything you decide to do anything with dissension with waking up with with evolving yourself with facing yourself your truth <clears throat> with healing yourself with dealing with all the things that are coming out with full disclosure every single little thing consistency you see if I only have three slots I definitely have to pick them wisely and discernly and if you have consistency you know I feel a lot of the other <clears throat> traits a lot of the other divine traits will will shortly follow you know with consistency because I mean practice discipline trust faith you know those things you know, bravery, courage. If you have consistency already, if you have consistency down, if you're if you're gonna be consistent no matter what, then once you learn the other traits, once you learn those other parts of yourself like trust and faith and confidence and courage and bravery, then those things are like complementary. They're like compliments. They add to you. You know, but the consistency I feel is more of a baseline energy. It's a baseline foundation for you, yourself, for your own self efficiency to be consistent no matter what. No matter what you choose, what you set yourself, you, you know, what idea, whatever, you know, decision you make, whatever you put your will behind, you are consistent. And that's, that's big. You know, trustworthy, integrity, honor, respect. All those things fall along, you know, they follow along with that and fall in line with it. And of course, everything is a learning process. Everything's, you know, uh, a maturing process. So you're going to learn and grow. But if you have that consistency set and you have a good consistency just with whatever you do, then truly whatever else you learn and master 
it's just going to fall in line with that consistency and you'll just be able to keep up with that in a normal practice and discipline. It'll be like second nature to you, completely organic, completely innate. You know, it, it'll be just, it'll be familiar to you. And that's why I say consistency would probably be number two, you know, love, then consistency. Um, <clears throat> number three, what would three be angels? Let's see what three would be. Passion. Yep, I agree with the angels on this one. Passion. So one would be love. Two would be consistency. Three will be con uh, will be passion. And yes, you can have compassion, but passion I really feel is the the driving force behind compassion. You know, passion is everything. You know, it's like the motivation. You know, the idea, the spark, the magic, the butterflies in your stomach, the the free-spirited idea and, and feeling, you know, the wanting just to erupt and ignite with excitement and bliss and euphoria. Passion is everything. Passion is the fire that builds life. It's, it, it's the driving force that you live off of. You know, it's the thing that you refuse to give up living for because your passion, your vision of life, your version of life, what means most to you in your life, you know, that passion, you're not willing to let it go. You know, even if it's fighting for you, even if it's fighting for your name, who you are, you know, even if it feels like you've got nothing left to your name in your life, like this is it, you've got nothing left to lose except for yourself. And if you're going to go out, you're going to go out in blazing, you know, blaze of glory, you know, like people like that, like that, that's showing passion, though, you know, even someone that's at the, they're at their limit, they're at the line, they're at, they're hanging by a thread, but yet they're still willing to let the world know who they are. They're going to go out, if they're going to go out, they're going to let the world know, like, hey, I was here, I was here, I existed, this is my name, you're going to hear my voice, you know, that's passion, you know the the expression that can never be shut off the you know the the voice the truth the real you the essence of who you are that doesn't need that can it'll keep coming through lifetime after lifetime screaming the truth you know it can never be shut up it can never be dismissed or forgotten or hidden you know passion is that fire it's the life force that keeps on living and thriving and existing no matter what and that's the sole purpose is to to live, to experience, to exist, and that passion for life and how you create, how you express, how you how you masterfully dance across this life of yours, and how you show that to others and to yourself, how you write in your book and create yourself. It's all passion, and how much zest and and love and and emotion and water and feeling and sensuality you put into it that is your story um so i feel that's important is is passion so one love two consistency and three passion and i feel those three things if you make those your big goal and you really set a good <clears throat> practice and discipline behind those those will really get you pretty far in the ascension process. Absolutely, you will be very solid uh, with whatever else you have to take on and, and work through. Um, 
Question five. Are there are there rules about acknowledging awareness of what's going on? I meet a lot of people who I sense know what's going on, but act as if they don't. My favorite saying to myself is, it seems like everyone who asks me the question already knows the answer, but I feel that I'm supposed to answer as if they don't. Um, and let's see. Okay. I mean, a lot of people are going to play stupid. Let's just be real. Let's be honest and real about it. A lot of people are going to play stupid. They're going to pretend like they don't know what's going on. A lot of people are quite witty. They're quite um, observant in a lot of ways. They're paying attention to the TV. They're paying attention to what people are saying and passing. And by this point, also, you know, let's, let's be honest. Like, a lot of us have not been quiet these last couple of years. We've been quite loud. We've been quite um, flashy in a lot of ways, I guess you could say, to the point where, like, COVID and everything like that is happening. People are catching on. <laughs> I mean, we're not back in the 90s, people, where, like, people are still, like, in this, you know, De la la state, or like, or like, no, that's not possible. That 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 could never be possible. Our country would never do that. And you know, people who are still like, you know, in a haze about this country and the dream, the American dream, and all that. Like, I don't really feel we have a whole lot of people in this country that are still sold that way. And like, I feel at this point, like you said, people do know something's going on. They're quite aware. They've picked up on a lot of things, and especially now at this point, you know, there's so much of the 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 younger youth, the younger generation that has, they have big mouths. <laughs> they've been they have big mouths, and they've been telling it like it is. Been telling people for years and years. I know I, you know, drove my parents and grandparents crazy. You know, getting them listening to the stories, all the different disclosure and secret black projects black op project things and like all kinds of stuff i was you know reading to them over the years and trying to tell them this stuff was happening was going on they had people jumping off this planet going to mars and everything and like they're like what like this looked at me like i was crazy these things are real and but you know what it laid seeds and that was one of the biggest points biggest i'd say biggest um fundamental things that we did just throughout the years of the last couple of decades was was laying the seeds because now that these things are springing up and things are coming out now and they're you know coming on TV and it's like people are actually having normal conversations about these things is like it's not what it was 5 10 years ago you know so now that the seeds have been laid already and now it's they're primed for it now that people are like having conversation it's just more of a common thing you know, it is getting people on edge because they have been primed for this. They have been, you know, preemptively spoken to many times about this by people, you know, in their past. That now when they hear these key words, when they hear about these certain themes or um, categories, like it catches their ear. You know, it catches their attention because they've heard it before. They've heard these terms before. Someone has spoken to them in depth about it before. 
they may not have been listening, they may not have cared or given much weight to it at the time, but now that they're hearing it again the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth time, now they're starting to slow down like, wait a minute, what is this? What are they talking about? Because it's not just this flimsy thing, it, it's, it's something that keeps happening. So like now it's catching their attention, it's catching their, their interest, you know? Um, so I feel, you know, you definitely, I mean, don't play into it. You know, people aren't ready to be, if they're not ready to be vocal about it, if they're not ready to be, um, I would say, you know, uh, obvious, <laughs> but that's obviously the world is, that's gone to shit and are living in a matrix you know, people want to play it off a little bit longer. They're still trying to blend in with the crowd, you know, stick to conformity. We can't force them to be different. We can't force people to wake up or to make cho- you know, choices and changes in their life. They have to be allowed those moments to process that and make that jump themselves. That's their trust fall test. That's their faith test in themselves and in God. Um, and if we do the work for them, they're going to rely on us the entire way through to do it every single time. And we can't do that. So we have to empower people now so everyone can jump on their own, you know, faith and trust, you know, not trying to piggyback off everyone else and slow the whole thing down. Um, so, yeah, just let it go. You know, keep expanding, and working on yourself, but don't don't get sidetracked by other people and pull, you know, let them pull you into their pace or, you know, slow you down. Um, How do we get those memories back? God's timing. Um, The memories are are slowly returning quickly. Um, And the memories, you know, definitely like, uh, I think this happened about two years ago. Uh, About two years ago, God anchored in the Garden of Eden um, energies. So basically, it it cleared and also reintegrated the Garden of Eden energies within the planet, which changed the collective consciousness. It sparked memory recall within the cellular memory bank of the human body. You know, so this is going to be a, a process that we're all going through. We've already been going through it for the last couple of years, um, but it's much more than just memory. It's much more than just like you know, an idea or a a vision of a distant time, you know, what's coming back to us is, is everything. Um, The Garden of Eden, um, a memory recall is going to re-spark everything within the physical body of things that we're capable of doing, how we lived on this planet, how we connect to, you know, creation, the angels, God, everything, energy, what we do with it, everything, full memory recall, not just you know, who we've been in another life and what we did, everything about what is the human experience. Why are we here? What is a soul? What is a soul capable of? You know, we are going to remember all of those things. Uh, so it's much bigger than that. But those are coming, um, and they are coming in quite fast. Uh, let's see. Then why are we still having child trafficking? As I state, we are still in a world that's pretty fucked up with dysfunction. And of course, everyone's making their choices right now. And so, of course, you have people that are very much so still involving themselves in 
lower dynamics and choices that are not in approval of heaven at all does not mean at all that, you know, well, just because they're doing that, they're going to get struck down by lightning. No, um, everything is happening for a higher purpose and for a higher play out. And as I said, everything is a play out. So, you know, even if these things are happening outside and around you, you can't get attached and, and obsess on outward experiences that are happening to other people, not to you, because it is a distraction in a lot of ways. Same thing they do with TV, same thing they do with news media, where they'll create a problem or an issue, and then everyone attaches and obsesses with this external issue. Meanwhile, they're not focusing on themselves, and meanwhile, they're also not focusing on what it, you know, the distraction is allowing other people to do behind the scenes. It's the same tactics, very easy, you know, because humanity is very, you know, very short attention span, you know, so the minute you get, you know, they can flash something in front of you and then you're immediately distracted and they can flash something else and then now you're looking over there, you know, and you already forgot about the first thing, you know, so it's the same way, same tactic where we just have to let go and not get attached to what's happening outside of us. That's all playing out up according to the, the bigger plan. Um, Uh, da, 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 da. I got on. Oh yeah, don't worry about it. This uh, the podcast is being recorded on podcast, so that will be re- uh, posted to Spotify as well later and on Anchor. But then also the um, <laughs> I can't talk right now. The recording here on Telegram is being recorded as well. Uh, so after we finish up here, I will post this recording into the chat room for everyone to listen to afterwards. Um, question three, I've been thinking this for a while. The mask hides something. It's not just the lack of facial recognition. It's darker than that. Hiding the facial transformation, or maybe they don't have the power to control what's on the inside anymore. Like those glitchy videos where their face changes quickly, then back to normal. Um, I mean, yes, in a way, you know, like it's definitely, um, taking away more of the self identity of the human being, you know, if you look at it, it's, it's kind of like putting humanity on inertia scale, you know, it's like they push humanity one way so fast, worrying about like eyelashes and makeup and, you know, facial features, getting Botox and looking pretty and perfect and all these different things and doing all these changes to yourself to look the perfect way. And then all of a sudden, they want you to cover it all up. They want you to put a mask on, put three masks on, put this, this, thing in front of your face like they want you to cover everything up now so you can't see it and it's like it's just fascinating interesting how like you know it's it's based off of this very temporary um agenda of of what they can sell very fast and what people eat up and it's like before people even realize it they've i mean they've they've spoiled it they've ruined what the experience was before because they were so antsy and so in fear about staying with the group you know that they sacrifice or sabotage what they actually did enjoy you know it's just fascinating all right next question Let's see. 
I apologize for just uh, for just typing. I see how the structure is here. So my question, more of a statement, is I'm here, boots on the ground, and no evil exists still. So you said demons aren't here anymore. I'm also where the vibration of Earth is already manifested. I'm very up to speed on everything. Oh, my screen shut off. I'm very up to speed on everything. Perhaps we have all been uh, compartmentalized during our job here. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying what I know. I agree with you. You know, um, evil, I guess whatever you want to, if you want to categorize something as evil, yes, I guess you could say that still exists, but there's only our ego. Our ego is the only darkness left on this planet. So if anything was evil or, you know, villain-like, it would be us. It would be humanity. It would be our own ego. Um, as far as having an externalized figure, like a demon, um, any kind of ghoul, any kind of um, aberration or anything like that outside yourself um, that is personally affecting you, personally trying to get you to do lower things or, or coming against you and attacking you, um, etherically attacking you or in your dreams or astral projecting, hijacking you. Any, there's a lot of things that people have, um, I don't know, I guess we could say, um, cried wolf over, I guess. <laughs> like, and it's, it's literally their ego manipulating them. You know, like the demons and everything else, they're gone. Um, the only evil on this planet is our ego. So there is no outside force that is malicious or malevolent in any way still existing here on this planet that can hurt you or affect you in any way. They're all gone. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I am up late. Uh, and I, the funny thing is, even though it's 2.26 in the morning, I actually like this time, and I'm pretty active most early mornings around this time. I'm not sleepy or anything. So I feel actually this we've gotten a lot more listeners during this time, and I feel people are just more free and uh, to have more time just to kind of chill out <laughs> and hang out during this time period with everybody. So... Uh, yeah, Phil, if everyone likes this time period, I'll probably do podcasting, live podcasting every morning or generally around the same time, probably between like 12 a.m. to like around three and just kind of, yeah, do that every morning. I feel like a lot more people happier with that. And then also, we also have the recording too, for those of you who can't join us for that time. Uh, we're over here on the East Coast at two so for everybody else, it should be pretty, getting pretty late at night for everyone, probably around like 12 or uh, or a little bit earlier, 11, 10. So I feel this puts everyone around that sweet spot time. You know, everyone's kind of like winding down from the day or kind of just like really not worried about the day we're going into. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't see any... Uh, da, 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 da. I love the East Coast. The East Coast is beautiful. Um, you know, especially me and the team, uh, the different places we've been on and where we've traveled all the time. You know, the East Coast is, 
yeah, it's beautiful. It's definitely a change. Definitely a lot warmer, uh, warmer weathers than it has been just being straight up north uh, and like Colorado and like Vermont area and stuff is definitely a lot colder, wetter up there. Uh, Colorado's dry. It's very dry there. So, I mean, it's just very fascinating, you know, different, you know, terrains, climate changes, and just different people everywhere you go. And it's just fascinating. You know, everyone's a little bit different. The places are a little bit different. And the food is different. <laughs> Everything is different. It's it's fun. It's a massive journey and adventure. And I, I love it. I, I am in very much enjoy i've always wanted to travel the world when i was younger so uh, at this point i've traveled most of the country uh, next step will be the other countries <laughs> uh, yeah let's see yeah definitely man colorado's always going to be home to uh us to me you know definitely me and the team we love colorado we always got love for the mountains and you know, we will go back there definitely at some point, you know, not to, not to say anything about staying there, but definitely to visit or, you know, just to go through there a couple of times because, you know, Colorado's home, you know. Uh, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of places that are just definitely homey to us, but Colorado's a big one for us. I definitely don't miss the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes can go to hell. They can burn up in the galactic central sun because we don't need mosquitoes in New Earth. Nobody does. <laughs> Question from Real Patriot. Is our weather going to change or improve? Yes. And yes. <laughs> uh, so yes on both those parts. Um, so with the weather and everything, so... Um, mom expressed it quite a few times that, you know, once not, see, I kind of have to go backwards a little bit with, this is a bigger explanation than I thought. <laughs> um, so as humanity starts changing their consciousness and their vibration, it's going to have massive shifts on the, the planet's physical structure. Uh, and this is for probably why, and, and I don't know shit, you know, this is probably why at a certain time of, you know, before mom ascended a couple months ago, she had shared with everyone that she had successfully stationed or docked. Um, God has successfully docked um, 24 um, flag starships around the planet, 24 docks. And so that is intentionalized for the period of time when humanity um, has to evacuate the surface of the planet. Of course, that's held off for some point later in the timeline um, when we reach that point of conscious awareness and when we are ready for that shift. Because at some point, this planet's physical structure is going to shift a lot. And we can't be on the surface of the planet while that's happening. you know. And so this planet and just a lot of the, the weather changes and what's going on is dictated mostly because of our consciousness, our thoughts, our fear, and everything going on. So you can only imagine that once we start actually shifting back into alignment, when we start recalibrating ourselves, moving back into a love vibration, and we're more unified in that, everyone's more moving back into harmony together because everyone's more collectively doing it together, it's going to have massive effects on this planet. 
most of humanity, uh, pretty much all of humanity at this point is very scattered. We're not one. We're not unified in one thought or idea. We're not unified in unity consciousness. You know, we're not working in flow together. And so the world is reflected as this. So if that same polar extreme were to hit an inertia point and flip on itself completely, if we all of a sudden started going backward, doing the complete opposite, then it would have massive physical changes and effects on the physical planet because the physical planet is a reflection of our consciousness. So if we start changing fast, then the surface of the planet will start to restructure quickly. I'm talking about earthquakes, volcanoes, tsunamis. The planet surface itself will start restructuring itself to fit and be a vibrational match to what our consciousness would be at that point. And that's why we would need 24 flagship starships stationed and docked around the planet. So for that such a time that we do have to be evacuated, we would have somewhere to go while the planet w underwent a restructuring phase. You know, but that's stuff for a later, you know, talk later down the road. But um, let's see, what was the question? <laughs> I forgot the question already. Um, the weather. Yeah, so going back to the weather. So mom shared that, you know, at, at some point when we reach 5D and even get closest to it, the weather is going to be tropical 24-7. You know, we're not going to have these seasons where it gets cold where we have ice and snow and literally most like the the energetic representation of snow and ice is unconsciousness so as the planet as humanity becomes more conscious then the snow and the ice starts to melt more and more we only have snow and ice on this planet because of how much unconsciousness we have on the planet as well it's a physical representation, a physical um, mirror to what energetically we have inside of us. So, you know, the weather is going to change. The seasons are going to change. Uh, everything. Tropical, all time around, 24-7, all year round, everywhere on this planet will be tropical. Which will also open doors for a lot more um, life more life i'm talking about exotic birds and creatures we've never seen before um you know the inner earth has been preserving a lot of life that's ready to come to the surface but they have to wait for us to go through changes and go through you know the vibrational shifts first and once we do once the planet shifts more then there's all kinds of of you know animal life and and beings from inner earth that will start to come up to the surface and interact with us, you know, because the conditions and the temperature and everything on the surface will change, uh, which will make more of a conducive environment that, you know, life that is higher consciousness or from inner earth is what they're more adapted to. Because um, it's a lot of what it is like down there. All right, let's see. No, we are not up in Vermont. <laughs> we were in Vermont a couple months ago, but no, the team is no longer in Vermont. We have moved on. Can't tell you where we are, but we are not in Vermont anymore. Uh, Vermont's pretty awesome, definitely. They are, they're pretty serious about their cheese and their 
beer and uh and their maple they love their maple and they love their bacon they love bacon so much there Maybe it won't be 120 degrees in Arizona and then living in summer. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, you know, you know, definitely tropical weathers, you know, like I'm talking about 70s to 80s. Nothing, nothing 90s, 100s or anything like that. Nothing crazy. I'm talking about just, just perfect temperatures between 70, you know, I'd say like 72 and maybe 78, like in the 70 range, not even 80. Don't even have to go that high. You know, you just stay in the 70s and, and that's a perfect temperature for everything, everything you need to do. You want to be outside all day in the sun. If you want to, you know, go out for the day, have outdoor activities, sports, anything like that, or just to go nature, walking, hiking, swim, anything. You know, the 70s, especially the 78, that's perfect temperature for all of that. You put in a good warm breeze with that, perfect day. Anything is possible. <laughs> uh, Aurora told me, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we still have, um, you know, our our peel boxes, you know. So of course, definitely, if any of you have those and you want to send the team anything. Um, or ship anything to us, definitely please just let us know ahead of time so we know which um, post office it's going to. We do have a couple of uh, P.O. boxes and mailboxes around different places, so just let us know, uh, and we will help direct you to the right one uh, that we can get the box. And uh, Yeah, no worries. Just make sure you send us out a personal message, and we'll, we'll get you coordinated with the right one. So... Um, but yeah, I love every single one of you so much. This has been a very, um, <clears throat> very, very awesome, fun hour with all of you. I feel, yeah, I feel I'm going to do this again. Probably starting every other night, if, if not every night. Um, and yeah, I'll just get on with you guys and we'll just open up the questionnaire and we'll just... We'll just talk. We'll just hang out and answer questions all night and laugh and have a good time. And, and yeah, I really enjoy all of you. You all are beautiful stars, rock stars, waking up and blossoming, expanding and becoming greater versions of yourself. And, you know, definitely waking up is not easy. It's not the, the easiest thing on the list anyone can choose, let alone volunteer for. But you're here. You're chosen and this is what you get, you know? You got to make it great and make it bright. Because everybody else is watching you. All eyes on you right now and everyone is listening and paying attention to what you're choosing to say and do. And it's all matter. It, it all matters, period. No matter what. It all matters. And so if you put that value in yourself, that honor, that respect and loving yourself, you are going to see yourself become something great and grand, and people are going to admire, they're going to respect you, and they're going to really support you in a lot of ways, and you're also going to give them permission, you know, to start supporting themselves, start 
speaking their own truth expressing themselves being who they are in their own shining glory given to them by god you know we all have that magic and some people have just been in this game for a little too long and they've forgotten about it and that's okay just need some people to reheart you help you remember a few things and you've got it it's all right it's okay you can let it go and you can just trust yourself that you know everyone falls and stumbles a couple times but you know what the bruises and scars that's what helps you remember later on you know you never gave up those times so you're not going to give up this time you're never ever going to give up that's what you came here for it's your purpose we're warriors rainbow warriors of love and light and we don't stop and we all have a purpose here we all have a big role all right i love you all have a beautiful night take care of yourselves and i will see you all tomorrow morning during stream we're actually in a couple hours <laughs> we'll see you in a, just a couple hours in the morning time with Be uh judah <laughs> judah buddha buddha and jerry uh for a morning live stream here in a couple hours so you know stay tuned for that folks i'll see you later for roadside nuggets this afternoon and then yeah podcasting at night and silver lining so awesome this has been really awesome, folks. This is Georgie Boy here with you all on Silver Lining Podcast. Have a beautiful night, folks. Till next time, stay tuned. Mm -hmm.